0: Welcome to the Ministry Focus Worship Essentials Podcast. This podcast will focus on looking into biblical standards of worship and how it applies to us as the body of Christ, as well as talking about issues involving worship in today's church. I'm your host, Brian Foster. Let's talk some worship. Again, welcome to another edition of the uh, Ministry Focus Worship Essentials podcast. I'm glad you can join me today. Before we get started into the crux of what we're going to talk about on the podcast, let's turn to the Word of God first and look in Psalms chapter 103, verses 1 through 2. Uh, The Word of God states in in, Psalms 103, verses 1 through 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. Worship with joy. The psalmist is giving us a clear directive. When you worship God, come to Him with great joy, even shouting as you come. Pretty simple, right? But isn't there all kinds of bad news around us? How can we experience real joy? We are not asking how we can act joyful or put on a happy face. The song, Don't Worry, Be Happy, is fun and all, but it provides no pathway to joy. In these psalms, the psalmist gives us an important clue to how he was able to worship joyfully, even amid the darkest of times. To worship joyfully, we must realize that joy comes from God. Let's pray as we open our podcast. Father, I thank you and I praise you. Lord, that you are the bearer of joy. You are the bearer of all good things. And Lord, we just thank you for how you bless and for how you work in our lives. And Father, I come to you right now asking for your help with this podcast. Father, I yield my mouth to you. I pray, Lord, that uh, you would help me to speak uh, what you've laid on my heart to deliver. And Father, I pray, Lord, that those who listen to it will take uh, the word spoken, and apply it to their everyday walk with you. And Father, we just praise you, and we thank you for this time together. Lord, may it exalt you, may it edify your church, and Lord, I thank you for everything that you're going to do through it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, in today's podcast, I want to give uh, the worship leaders who may be listening uh, some practical ideas about how to plan out a worship service. Now, you remember in the last podcast, I explained what a worship leader is, and how you need to be called uh, to be a worship leader. Now that that decision has been made and you realize it, now how do you plan out your worship services? I'm going to give you some foundational ideas uh, to uh, plan out your worship services, depending on what uh, church that you attend. Uh, your your pastor may have a particular way he wants things done. And so I'm going to just lay down some foundational things for you today, and and we'll build on them as we go along. But now in most churches, you will have at least four basic formats that you can utilize. Now, the first is the liturgical service, uh, which is an organized service around the lectionary and the church year. And most of your... Catholic, Presbyterian, Methodist uh, uh, churches, Lutheran churches uh, even, uh, they practice more of the liturgical type of service, and I'll get into that here in just a few moments. The next kind of service is the thematic service, uh, which is where the music and the readings serve the sermon. So in other words, if your pastor was going to preach on Jesus and the woman at the well, and his main focus is going to be where Jesus told her that uh, there will come a time where we will worship in spirit and in truth, then you would probably want to gear the music into spirit and truth to kind of line up with where the pastor is going with his sermon. And again, we'll talk more about that here in a few moments. The third kind of service is the free flowing praise service where the music and the sermon may be independent. I know there have been times in our services here at our church where the pastor had been led to preach from a particular scripture and the Holy Spirit led me to um, direct the music kind of opposite from uh, the sermon. And so that is the free flowing praise of type of service. Now I'll get into the fourth one here in just a moment. But in general the liturgical and thematic services are made of discrete events. A single hymn may be followed by a prayer, another hymn, the choir, an offertory, a solo, a scripture reading, and the sermon, the typical evangelical format. Now the free flowing praise arrangement consist of one or more continuous sections of one type of activity. Now, for example, sustained uh, singing could last at least 10 to 45 minutes. Sustained sections of congregational singing require more planning, skill, and insight to carry them out. Both the discrete and the continuous forms can be effective. Now, today, many churches are seeking a mix between these forms. Now, uh, here at our church, I have roughly 20 25 minutes um uh during the Sunday morning uh service to present worship and to present the songs. Um and normally I try to keep it in a 20 minute time limit, but sometimes those those songs can can last a little bit longer and here just a couple of weeks ago uh, my daughter and I sang a song and the pastor was led by the Holy Spirit to have us sing it again because he felt like there was an unction, uh, and a spirit there in the church, um, that people needed to be reminded of the words of that song again because he just felt like there was a pull of the Holy Spirit doing that song. And that's perfectly fine. But I usually try to keep it within that. And plus, you know, since we live stream, uh, you don't want to take up all the time and, and, and try to take away from, from the word of God. You know, the word of God has got to be delivered, uh, with each service. And so if, in order for the service to be totally effective, uh, have there been there times where we sing a little bit more? Yes. But again, that's under the direction of the pastor. Uh, so please keep that in mind when you're thinking about free flowing worship and make sure that you stay in communication with the pastor to get his thoughts and feelings and continue making eye contact during the service, um, you know, and, and that's one of the things I've had to work on here recently is, and, you know, a lot of the times uh, I, I try not to look at him. Because if he's not, if he's not satisfied, I don't want to know it. But if he is, I don't want to know it either because then I might get, uh, emotional during the, during the song as well. But I, I've tried to keep in, in my eye contact with him, uh, to get some, some cues when, when I need some. So please work, uh, you worship leaders, keeping eye contact with your pastor during these services. And, and as the Holy Spirit leads you follow now. I did mention there's a fourth uh, type of service, and that is the convergence service, which is one uh, which worship planners pull the best from all formats of worship to keep worship fresh and engaging, finding the relevant elements of each tradition that will help their congregations. Now, the phrase in this and for many years has been the blended type of worship, uh, but also I have seen where worship leaders will take each one of these four formats and one Sunday it may be a liturgical type of service, the next one free flowing, the next one, you know, and just go back and forth because they want to keep things fresh and engaging. Now again, as long as your pastor signs off on it, that's fine. Um, but you want to try to keep things organized, um, and you want to, the biggest thing to keep in mind is what your congregation is going to respond to. Now, um, uh, my folks, uh, you know, I can do a little tweaking here and there, and they're fine with it. But if I go liturgical one uh, Sunday and then free flowing the next Sunday, it, it may cause some. Eyes to kind of, you know, raise their eyebrows and wonder, well, what's going on? Why why is this changing all the time? So please know your congregation as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you have a certain type of service that works the best, then stay with it. Uh, but here, you know, like I said, I just wanted to give you these uh, particular uh, formats. Now going back to the liturgical service. And we talked about the, the, the church year. Just uh, some of the examples of what a church calendar may look like. You, of course, you know, during the calendar year, you've got Advent, which is uh, connected with Christmas. Then you have the Epiphany uh, Sunday. Then you have ordinary time. Then, and when you get into the uh, resurrection Sunday Easter mode, you have Ash Wednesday, Lent, Holy Week. Palm Sunday, Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and then, of course, you've got Resurrection Sunday. Uh, then you have uh, the Sunday after Resurrection Sunday, which some uh, churches call Tide. Then you have uh, Pentecost Sunday, Trinity Sunday, and Christ the King Sunday. Uh, so with, and like I said, most of this is more, uh, 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 geared toward your Catholic Presbyterian Methodist Lutheran uh, style of churches. Although we try to follow a a liturgical church year and plan accordingly, we don't plan for every single one of these instances. Okay. So just keep that in mind. You can still, uh, integrate some of the liturgical elements of services into your worship, but, Pick out a form, stay with it, integrate where you can, and keep going, okay? Now, songs for worship. We've talked about different formats of worship. Now, what about the songs? I often refer to songs as a vital part of our worship vocabulary, It helps us express our worship of God. As long as we are singing songs we know, we are able to worship without the hindrance of learning new melodies and rhythms. When we place a new song in our times of corporate worship, we can interrupt the flow of worship. When new songs are first introduced, the people have to take their eyes off the Lord and concentrate on the task of learning the new tune. Now, with this in mind, uh, I believe new songs can kill our worship, or they can greatly enhance our worship. So now let's take a little bit more in-depth look at uh, this particular aspect. because, um, And I'm going to use some of Brother Kenny Lamb's uh, examples uh, when we talk about introducing new songs. Because sometimes, especially on Sunday morning... You have your, your, your core, uh, people that's going to be there, but you have your visitors that, that come in as well. And if you start doing something that your core members are not accustomed to, it's going to throw their worship off. And then the visitors, they're not going to be able to worship. So let's take a look at this more in depth. So why learn some new songs? Scripture, uh, calls us to sing a new song in the Lord and, uh, one of the examples in Scripture is Psalm thirty three three, where it says, Sing unto him a new song, play skillfully with a loud noise. And he, and, and this is in Psalms forty, verse three, and he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear, and trust in the Lord. Psalm ninety-six one says, Of sing unto the Lord a new song, sing unto the Lord all the earth. Now, again, that's just a few examples of Scripture. But now, singing new songs is not simply for the sake of novelty. New songs are beneficial because they keep us out of a rut, bring us a new sense of freshness and enthusiasm, force us to think about what we are singing, expand our worship vocabulary, and help us capture what God is saying to the body at that time. Now, some practical, and I call it common sense, uh, application to this Um we have, or I have, let me rephrase that. Introduced a few new songs here and there, and I try to do it uh, like maybe every quarter or, or so. I may have a song that we haven't done in a long time, and reintroduce it uh, to our congregation, or it may be something totally new, and I want to introduce it. Now, let me say this, and uh, you'll hear me say this, and 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 emphasize this throughout. If you have a new song that you feel like you want to introduce to the congregation, first take it to your pastor and run it by him, okay? Let him be the deciding factor. Remember, he is the head worship leader of the church. So you need to uh, tune him in and clue him in in into what you're feeling led to. And he may ask you, okay, well, why are you feeling led to do this song? You're going to have to explain why you feel led. And it better be because the Holy Spirit has led you to this song for a particular reason. And you'll have to explain that. But run it by your, your pastor first and foremost. Then get with your musicians. And you know, I've had Pastor Chad on here, and we talked about this at an earlier podcast. And his major edict to me is make it ours. And what he mean by what he meant by that is It doesn't necessarily have to go verbatim as they do it on the radio or on a CD or, you know, on uh, Spotify or Amazon Music. Get with the piano player and go over it with him and make it ours. You know, it doesn't have to go by specs. And, and, and make it what the church would appreciate. Uh, and so you get with your musicians, and you go over that, and you share your ideas, and you put it together. Normally, if I introduce a new song, it's either going to be on a Sunday night or Wednesday night. Because that's when the core of our people will 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 be at these services, and if I can get them bought into it and get them to learn it, then they'll feel more confident in singing that new psalm, whether it's a Sunday morning, Sunday night, or a Wednesday night. The other thing I started to implement, and this was an idea that uh, Brother Kenny Lamb shared, and it's been uh, a blessing um, uh, that he he shared this was. Uh, Put the song up on if you have a Facebook page, uh, if your church has a Facebook page or a website, uh, Instagram, any of the social media sites that your church may be involved in or that you are involved in. But I would put a link to that song up on uh, that social media. Now, again, you've got CCli. Uh, licenses to talk about and and, and we're going to do a podcast on that in in the near future uh, to cover our basis with that. So if you use your church website be sure you have your CCLI license number attached to it and explain because what happens is if someone comes across that video and you're meaning it for your church and for your congregation but it's still in a public forum and CCLI will frown on that and Facebook will take it down Uh, so you've got to be sure that you explain that it is covered under your CCLI license. Uh, if you've got it for uh, live streaming or for posting or uh, to show up in your church, make sure you have that uh, that CCLI license uh, before you post it. Uh, and so Send it out to, to your folks, let them give it a, and cause they'll listen to it during the week as they're driving to work or whatever. And then they'll be more prepared when they, when they come in for, uh, the service that you're going to present this song to. And they will be, uh, uh more than happy, uh, to, to sing out at, at that point because they've listened to it during the week and then they come in and they share it with everyone else. So that's some of the practical things that you can apply to when you, when you, uh, are presenting new songs now. The next question may be, where do you find these new songs? Now, as you begin searching for the best new songs to introduce to your congregation, remember that your church's worship DNA is not the same as the church down the street or the one you watch on YouTube. Okay? Just like I was talking about, know your congregation. What would work at um, Victory Baptist Church, where C.T. Townsend preaches, may not work at our church, or it may not work at the church down the street. Know what your congregation likes, know what your worship DNA is, and stay in that lane. Knowing your congregation is vitally important to choosing the right songs. Now, the first step in finding great songs for worship is discovering the possibilities. Listed below. Uh, and and again, I'm using uh, Brother Kenny Lamb's um, uh, examples on this, uh, are some of the sources to search for songs that might work at your church. Now, number one, there's the CCLI Top 100 Songs. Now, particularly note the additional listing of the Top 100 Southern uh, Baptist Convention Songs which is correlated into that with some of the the, the uh, Southern Baptist Convention uh, churches. You can also look at lifewayworship.com. Um, there was a time earlier this year where they thought about folding um, and uh, just not presenting anything else, but by the grace of God uh, and the influence of many worship leaders across the country. Uh, for right now, uh, Lifeway Worship is back up and running. And so that is another resource that you can utilize to download and to uh, scope out some new songs for you and your congregation or your choirs. You can browse and listen to music at praisechurch.com. Now, note their top list as well. You can get recommendations from other worship leaders and I highly recommend this uh especially now we are independent fundamental baptist so what may work for the uh, my brothers at a southern baptist church may not work for us as independent baptists Sometimes they do, and a lot of the times they do. But, you know, there is some differences uh, between churches. So I will go to other worship leaders who are independent or independent uh, fundamental Baptists and we will kind of bounce ideas off each other to see what their churches are singing. And they'll call me and and, uh, ask me what we're singing. And so we share ideas. So that's highly recommended. Um, And... You also listen to worship uh, uh, to worship song-based Christian radio stations. Uh, some of the popular songs on the radio are suitable for congregational worship, but some are not. If a large percentage of your congregation listens to Christian radio, introducing some of these songs will find... Uh, quicker learning. Now, again, some of your top Christian stations here in our area uh, is like Joy FM. Uh, You also have WYTR uh, that uh, most of them, uh, both of them are are, uh, Southern Gospel radio stations. You also have like K-Love, and then you've got uh, Sirius uh, XM Satellite with the message. Uh, You also have um, Enlighten on Sirius XM radio, which is the Southern Gospel. Um, K-Love and uh, the other ones that I just mentioned are more of your contemporary praise and worship type uh, stations. Now, you can also find worship music on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, and etc. One thing I would really encourage you, if you are a worship leader, attend worship conferences and other worship events. I cannot emphasize to you enough What a blessing it was for me to go this past uh, August uh, to the Worship Leaders Retreat up at Camp Caraway with uh, Kenny Lamb and what God did to me and through me uh, in those three short days. I mean, they went by very quickly, uh, but we received a lot of information and a lot of resources doing that. Uh, If you have a chance to go to a worship conference, make sure it's uh, biblically based, uh, it's not a uh, theatrical uh, experience, but it's something that's going to be foundationally uh, uh, beneficial to you as a worship leader. Please attend one of these conferences. You get a lot of good information. Uh, do them or through them. Now, we do have contemporary arrangements for older hymns. Now, keeping the same tune and lyrics, contemporary arrangements provide a fresh, usually more band-driven approach to timeless hymns. Often these breathe new life into the old hymns. Now, again, worship uh, or LifewayWorship.com has an immense catalog of uh, contemporary arrangements of traditional hymns. Uh, you'll go to Find Music and click on the contemporary hymn in the Show Only section and listen to the arrangements. Now, a lot of the times what I do, is I'll find the, the praise uh, um, praise arrangement, again, like um, Amazing Grace, My Chains Have Gone, and I will tie in Amazing Grace, the traditional hymn, into that. Or How Great Is Our God, that uh, Chris Tomlin does, and tie it in with How Great There Art. Um, you know, you can always do a medley uh, of that Particular version, the 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 more praise and contemporary version of that song, and tie it in with the traditional, and, and it will work and it will fit. Uh, and but and Lifeway can help you do that. That that is an excellent resource uh, to plug into and to get some of these arrangements. And then they have just the the uh, contemporary praise worship um, uh, um, versions of these uh, traditional hymns as well that you can just strictly sing out of, but that is one resource you can use. Another uh, resource is hymncharts.com. Now, they have a large catalog of over 150 hymn arrangements in contemporary styling with tremendous resources, including many multi-tracks that support the arrangements. You can find many of these arrangements with fewer um, uh, supporting products on praisecharts.com. Now, Praise Charts does have a number of contemporary hymns to, uh, to search through and just be sure, you know, you can browse through and, and look see what works. Now, modern hymns. Today's hymn writers are uh, producing some great songs for our congregation that are theologically rich and very singable. Now, here are some great resources to uh, check out. Many of these songs can be found on lifewayworship.com and praise Charge to give you uh, full support products. You have Getty Music, uh, City of Light, Sovereign Grace Music, and also Stuart Townsend. Now, if your church is uh, old hymn text with new tunes okay this is another idea about uh, new songs these are resources or these sources are taking some well known and some not well known hymn text and producing new music for them such as indelible grace uh red mountain church music now these are sites that you can uh, uh, locate for old hymn text with new tunes and uh uh so and also um Page 561, or, or no, 556. I'm sorry, page 556. They have Roman numerals, and I forgot I had to. Uh, n- do them in my head but uh, page 556 new tunes and slightly altered ones as well so those are some of the resources that you can go to and use if you want to try to introduce a new song or uh, a favorite hymn that you want a new arrangement for go to lifewayworship.com praise charts hymn charts and utilize these resources to kind of help you get some new ideas of what to introduce as far as new songs is concerned now next week This is kind of like part one of two different podcasts that I want to do uh, dealing with songs. And so for next week, we'll take a look at how to evaluate these new songs and what are some of the questions we need to answer before we present them to our congregations. So please be sure you tune in for that for the next podcast. But for right now, I just want to thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time today. And until next time. Keep a song in your heart and keep Jesus in the center. So long for now.